mandated for all undergraduates, even if it were possible to do so. Given the expense of study abroad for participants and their families, it is worth exploring more cost-effective approaches to fostering students' intercultural skills, methods that would be more readily accessible to students outside the group of elite and aspiring elite institutions that contribute a disproportionate share of U.S. study abroad participants. A recent large-scale study by education researchers at Augustana College and at the University of Iowa suggests that on-campus experiences with diversity may be the single most important factor in determining whether students increase their intercultural competence during their undergraduate years. It would be relatively inexpensive to maximize such experiences, drawing on resources already present at colleges and universities and in their surrounding communities. It's true that employers like to see study abroad experiences on students' resumes, and colleges and universities would no doubt welcome additional public and private subsidies to bolster their students' career prospects. But massive state-engineered subsidies for study abroad would mostly benefit the private good, and Unger presents no clear evidence for his assertion that expanding study abroad would contribute to the public good by somehow leading to better U.S. foreign policies. Unger presents an appealing picture of young Americans going abroad as cultural ambassadors, showing a sensitive understanding of what others see as wrong in U.S. society and policies, and returning energized to change the United States for the better. But he seems to be looking at study abroad through rose-colored glasses. The United States' objective weight on the international stage inevitably generates criticism and antagonism, even apart from anger at specific U.S. policies. In my experience, when American students abroad interact with their foreign counterparts, they spend much of the time distinguishing their views from those of the U.S. government and from those of other Americans. Perhaps some come back with a positive drive to change U.S. policies in one direction or another, but many others come back weary of such conversations, saying, I'm glad that's over with. I favor more modest objectives for study abroad. It would be a major achievement if study abroad programs could reliably provide participating students with enriching experiences that demonstrably improve their intercultural skills. Such programs are not there yet by any means. Unger replies, Eric Terzullo provides an interesting perspective on his and others' research into the effect of overseas education and on his own disappointing experience teaching and study abroad programs in Europe. It is true, of course, that participants in study abroad do not necessarily come back changed in the expected or desired ways, as he writes. Just as not all college or university students enrolled in every manner of institution get as much out of their overall education as they might hope. But unlike Terzullo, I've never met a student who was glad the experience was over. I don't argue that study abroad should be mandated for all undergraduates everywhere. Even though we found that doing so at Goucher College, where I served as president, had a profound and demonstrably positive effect. What I propose is that within a decade, at least a third of all American undergraduates should have access to an affordable study abroad program. With a goal of universal access, but not necessarily required participation by mid-century. And surely, 
Any increase would be an improvement over the current, frankly, pathetic study abroad participation rate of 1.5% of U.S. college and university students. Terzullo's direct personal experience is apparently limited to study abroad programs in Europe, some of which may well be in need of improvement, including greater academic rigor and less clustering of students from a single institution. He might feel differently if he were to visit some of the Goucher programs I did in Cuba, Honduras, and India, or if he were to talk with students who spent an intense semester in Brazil, China, Rwanda, or South Africa. He also misses a broader point. If Americans are to understand and cope more satisfactorily with events around the globe, they will have to see with their own eyes and absorb with their own minds the challenges their country faces. Several generations have already experienced the dangers of allowing foreign policy to be designed only by...